Hi guys, we are recording today on Strip by Sia with the wonderful Emily Sound. Yay! Hi guys. She's so cute. She's so cute. Guys, she's very nervous, so be nice. <laughs> Even though there's no one here, so don't be nervous. <laughs> there's no one here. Use your laptop and your coffee. <laughs> but yes, so Emily Sound, who are you and what do you do? I'm an exotic dancer in Canada. I've worked in clubs throughout Alberta and BC. It's been about eight years, I think, but I've been dancing. It's a long time. A lot of clubs, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> it's been an adventure. That's awesome. And did you get started um, here in Vancouver or where did you, what was your, what's your story? Who are um, you? Tell us everything. I got started in Alberta, actually. I was living in Edmonton and I, I actually started as a door girl at the club, like scanning IDs and coat checks, stuff like that. And the second week I went to work, there was all new girls on stage and I didn't understand where they went. And then I realized that they were traveling around, which was super exciting and kind of saw it as a way to get to travel if I could get up the courage to go on stage, which was really scary at first but yeah that's kind of just how I started I guess. Wow can you like how did you transition from being a door girl into you know a feature dancer being on stage can you say? <laughs> I, uh, like, um, wait a minute let me think. Uh, well I guess we usually start with amateur nights so uh, there's some clubs in Edmonton I think that do it I think some clubs in Vancouver as well. When you penthouse! Yeah, yeah penthouse <laughs> Oh, there used to be Alder Grove. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Episode yeah. two, listen to that, guys. <laughs> yeah, so you call the agency and then say that you want to dance on stage. And then when they feel you're ready, I guess, to book you in a club, then you get booked somewhere. My first one was two days in Wainwright, which I was super pumped about. I was <laughs> so excited. I was getting on the Greyhound. I was going to Wainwright. And where are we? Becca, where's Wainwright? Where are uh, you? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it is, it's, I don't know. I just bought a bus ticket in the Edmonton Greyhound and then I think it's about two hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Two hours. It's a small little town and it was really exciting. Yeah. How nervous were you? Did you even know, do you have any dance experience? Have you been on stage before? Like, um, I had been on stage doing amateur nights. So there was also a club outside Edmonton. Oh, that is also closed, but. Oh, Diamonds? No, um, Airways. Oh, whoa. So this a long time ago then. Yeah. Before it, my time. It was, it's just kind of by the Edmonton airport almost. So it oh, was whoa. crazy busy all the time. People were always coming and going oh and it was amazing so every Saturday they had amateur afternoons there and you'd go on stage and it would be so exciting it was the best <laughs> and yeah so I had been on stage a few times and then once the agency felt that I was ready to get a gig they sent me out to Wainwright super awesome tell me about Wainwright it was great it was so long ago <laughs> They don't, I, they don't have dancers now either. No, that makes me so sad. Guys, support your local strip club, please. We um, need to work. And then uh, from there, yeah, I just kept getting booking. They also sent me to the Dill. Have you heard of oh, the, the Dill? Oh, the Dill. Yeah. Is that still around? No. it's I thought. It's not either. But, oh, my um, God. Rest in peace to all yeah. these sad little clubs. Wow. Yeah, sad. so that was my first full week where I met 
um, one of my best friends in the entire world, and we yay. we're actually roommates now. It's yeah. oh yay! What was her stage name? The Roxy one you... White. Oh my god! I can <laughs> totally see her as Roxy White. Yeah. Oh my god! I I met her, and I was just like. Wow, I love this girl, and I want to be friends with her. She's so cool. <laughs> she will be on the show later, guys. I will not use her real name, but she'll be on the show. <laughs> and then, yeah, we became friends and hit the road, and it's been a journey of just traveling from place to place every week. We usually work Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday is a travel day to the next gig, and then work the Monday to Saturday. So, And then oh you kind of just keep going. And It's tiring, though. Yeah. Yeah, because you travel quite a bit for work. I do. I love traveling. I love traveling for work. I think every girl has a different balance of how many weeks in a row they can do before they need that break and then go back on the road again. And it's almost like figuring out your own formula. I know um, Roxy White could do a lot more weeks than I could. She just went hard at it. I, oh I definitely needed breaks in between. How um, many weeks can you usually go? Or what's your formula? Uh, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> It, it changes. It depends. Um, it depends on the places. It depends on sometimes who you work with. It's really nice when you are with girls that you really click with, and it feels like you're just having sleepover all week. Sometimes yes. it's nice to like, yeah, have that have that travel buddy. Versus, so there's some gigs that you're completely by yourself, which was really hard for me in the beginning. I didn't really realize why at first because you think it's the same job but I think just having that person to kind of vent to and chat with and that company it's yeah helps a lot yeah especially when you're on the road all the time it can get kind of lonely out there too right yeah especially when you're starting out so so you started off in Edmonton Mm -hmm. how did you get to Vancouver (laughs) um I had an agent (coughs) approach me and ask if I would work in Nanaimo when there was a club in Nanaimo and I was so excited because I had never been out there. I'm like, of course, I love to go somewhere new. I love getting um, a new place to travel and opportunity. So I went there and thought, oh, I had never really been to Vancouver. And then the rest is just kind of like, <laughs> I'm meant to be here. I'm not meant to be in Edmonton. So. <laughs> so you kind of used, well, correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of used stripping as a way to get out of Edmonton. Sort of, kind of, really, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i always kind of been someone who's, I guess, not very good at staying in the same place for long, and it was kind of the perfect, the perfect job for me to be able to be somewhere new and travel and be on stage. I, I worked a lot of jobs in Edmonton. There was one, I remember, there was a guy I went to high school with, and he, I was working at Starbucks at the time, and he'd always come in and be talking about his life on the road and dancing and he was a beautiful beautiful dancer and I remember thinking I would do anything to get to be able to dance for work but I hadn't taken any kind of classes I didn't start young and then when it kind of all just came together in dancing that I could actually get paid to perform and and travel like there's there's nothing more I could want than yeah than those because you're basically in a different city every week yeah it keeps you really busy but the job is also very very physical too right so it's really taxing on the body oh definitely and especially just travel days honestly like once I started doing aerial hoop my travel days changed completely having the extra weight carrying that with my other luggage and and just 
yeah, I don't know how to. How did you guys start? It. With, okay, <laughs> it just wait. Kind of, it just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of. There's just kind of a moment where you're you're traveling and you have all your stuff and you're exhausted because you stayed up until three or four to get paid and and pack up all your stuff. I'm not the most organized person. <laughs> Maybe five or six, not let's me. be honest. <laughs> uh, pack up all your stuff, and then you need to check out and be on your flight. So you're it's in the morning, you have all your stuff, and you're like, where am I going again? Where, where am I? What airport is this? You're Which, like in a daze. Yeah. At first, you're, it's super fun, and then it hits a point every week where you learn where you do need those breaks. So you mentioned something about aerial hoop. So, yes, aerial arts. How did you get into that, like, in terms of, like, the whole circus kind of training? When I started dancing, I fell so in love with pole. I worked with a girl who is just mind-blowing on the pole, and instantly I was in love with aerials and wanted to work hard on it. And I remember a week I was in high level by myself. I don't know. I just remember walking down the street thinking about like what I'm going to do with my life and all these kinds of things. And then I, <laughs> I typed into eHow how to join the circus. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Am I too old? Could I join the circus? Is this a thing? I just love aerials. I love performing. I don't see myself doing anything else. And then eHow, I shouldn't bring it up, but eHow basically just was like, should we type it up? Yeah, let's, let's type, type it up. up. Okay, hang on, hang on. Hang on, guys. Stand by. I wonder if it's still there. Okay. Yeah, if you have any ideas of what you want to do, just e-how, and, you know, there'll be some suggestions. Let me see. My computer is so laggy right now. Maybe let's try Chrome, because I feel like Apple is... Or should I just type it on my freaking phone, because my phone is so slow. So ehow.com. I'm like, does it still exist? I know what you're talking about, <laughs> e-how, Yeah. Okay, so eHow.com, <laughs> how to join the circus? Yeah. I'm very slow. My fingers are fat. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're way faster than me. Okay, let me see. Oh, well, okay. All these ads. Okay. Circus to Soleil. The, what? Okay. I'm getting like, it was a while weird ago. thing. The best way to join plexiglass. Kids' circus party ideas. How to build a model of the circus maximum. How to join. Okay, how about we type into Google? <laughs> how to. You've gone down. Join. Email. I know, <laughs> I'm sad. It's all filled with ads. Lame. Okay, how to join the circus on Google. With pictures on WikiHow. <laughs> circus performers have a better outlook in today's society than most jobs, and you get to do what you love for a living. Where can you sign up? If you're working on a skill that you're willing to dedicate your life to, your name could be the next big act. It's best to start now because you've got a wild ride ahead of you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, okay. So, developing your act, start honing a skill, blah, blah, blah. I get this. Be fit and in shape. Also very helpful. Okay. Think about what you, what kind of a gig you want. Create the basics of an act. Get the gigs. Make a demo tape. Consider going to circus school. Uh, so in eHow, that was the first one. It just said, <laughs> we're like going down the list. Like, let me know when. <laughs> yeah, in eHow, it just said, "Oh, there's circus schools." I thought, "What? What do you mean circus schools? <laughs> there's circus schools." And yeah, then I there was there's actually I think four here in Vancouver, and then also the Pole Studios. Yes. have a lot of aerial art. It's definitely grown yeah. a lot in the past, like 
five to seven years, I would say. Circus arts, circus schools. Like, it's I remember, fun. Yeah, super fun. I mean, I've never gone, but I know someone that has started their own circus school out in Mission. And then I remember before, it was just the Vancouver Circus School in New Westminster and then in, like, North Van. And I think there are a couple other ones, too. There's one that's out of the Peony area. I think that uh, used to be in circus there. Circus West. Yeah, Circus West. And I feel um, the Underground. Underground. Yeah. yeah. They're so creative there. Like, you walk in and there's art everywhere it's very inspiring yeah um and then there's west coast flying trapeze right is the funnest thing you will ever do in your life (laughs) we're not sponsored guys yeah sorry please sponsor us (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it it was great so then i moved to vancouver and just started working on circus training and kind of kept dancing a little bit of both and finding i guess finding balance of how to yeah do both i guess so, with this in mind, did you have the idea of, like, okay, I'm going to stop stripping or stop pole dancing and just pursue this whole circus act thing? Or is it something to complement your skills that you already have and to kind of hone in on your acts already and your performances as a stripper? Um, I think they can go really well together. It's a lot of cross-training. Um, yeah, I think it's really it's really been great to work on something in classes and train in circus and then being able to perform it on stage in clubs has been amazing. The first time I got to hoop in a club, it was just like the best moment. Really? <laughs> you're just like, yeah. so exciting. Do a lot of clubs offer that? Um, how do I answer that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I don't see a pole, I don't see, like, a, a hoop rigging or anything like that. Is that something you have to bring your own hoop, or how does that work? Um, so some clubs are just not set up for it at all. You do have to bring your own hoop and your own equipment. Some clubs have different rigging or different types of stage. But I think the thing is definitely you want to know your equipment. You want to know stuff about rigging. You're going into a new venue every week so you want to not be afraid to ask questions about their setup and make sure that it's a good setup to use and safe and safe yeah <laughs> I think that it's important as an artist and when you're doing something dangerous like that to just like double check on everything and yeah make sure it's also due to be responsible well right yeah so. definitely I think that we always just have that oh it's you know, it's fine, it's ready attitude, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, nowhere is good to have aerials. Yeah. (laughs) So you started off with aerials, Um, like, what was your journey with circus school? Can you tell me more about that, your training? When I went into circus school, I wanted to do everything. (laughs) I was like, one of every class, please. I went on the road for a while, saved up some money, came to Vancouver, and just wanted to do absolutely everything. There were some things I loved most, which would be swinging and flying trapeze, but you can't really do that in a club. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, getting gigs in that is, would be a whole different journey for sure. Um, So there was things that I did because I love them for fun and things that I also loved, but I could get to also perform them. So I would take hoop and silks and um, handstands was really the thing that stuck. For me. Yes. And you're and, so good, guys. If you ever catch a show um, with Emily Sound, she's freaking amazing. 
not just saying it's because I'm biased, but she's actually Thanks, amazing. Girl. I am a baby <laughs> handstander, though, in the handstand world. Seriously? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're so pro. De- definitely. Um, it's, oh, my gosh. So hard. Yeah, handstands so are a journey. Cannot. It's a, I cannot it's do It's definitely that. a journey of consistency, which I find is something that I struggle with. Um, so it's good to really challenge myself on being consistent with things. Cause I'm always somewhere different. I'm always here and there and changing my mind on everything, but it's good to, uh, handstand so you can do everywhere. So. Yeah, you can. It's really easy to train that. Yeah. I had a friend the other day say every time she goes to the bathroom, she does a handstand. So what? she's constantly, so you're getting those ones in every day. And I'm like, that's smart. That like, is smart. It's like whatever you can do to get that routine like it's very hard in this job to have routine sometimes being yeah. somewhere different so um yeah just making that a ha- like a habit right mm. <laughs> going to every time you go to the bathroom that's pretty impressive speaking of handstands isn't that how you injured yourself I did oh my god <laughs> okay do you want to speak about that oh uh, I'm it... so sad about that <laughs> I'm so sad so I remember because we were working together what was this the night before yeah, it was like, yeah, and you Literally. were debating, should I go to do this golf thing, or should I go, yeah. you're debating, go to the beach or something, I can't remember what it, was, what it was. Yeah, I don't usually do any kind of gigs outside of the club, so I, I was working in a golf tournament, which I was kind of nervous about, because it was a new thing for me, and... How do you work a golf tournament, though, like, for people that don't know, what do you mean working a golf oh, tournament? True, true. <laughs> Have you ever worked one? I've never. Okay. But it sounds like fun. <laughs> um, it's, Call me. <laughs> it's so fun. It wasn't exactly as fun for me. I got hurt no. on the first hole. So. Oh, my God. Um, okay, we'll it was a lot that. of, like, limping around and, and then driving around in the golf carts. Working a golf tournament, I mean, I guess I'm not an expert on it. <laughs> <laughs> can, can anyone really be an expert on that, um, though? It. No, it's just describe it the way that you feel about it. There's no um, wrong. Oh, so I, I guess you would say to work a golf tournament, you get hired as a caddy. So you would drive around the golf carts and just be a caddy. I don't know much about golf. <laughs> it's more like a host. I don't know anything about golf either. Yeah, like hosting. And girls are dressed all hot. And, yeah. And it's just fun. And We're ready. there for eye candy, yeah. unfortunately. And but we get paid for that. Yeah. We get paid the big bucks. So Yeah, it's it can be a lot of fun. There were some really fun goats girls out there but yeah I decided that I needed to do handstands because of course I always need to be doing oh handstands God, and so the grass was not satisfying me on doing handstands so I decided that it would be really awesome for me to do them on the top of the golf cart. I'm even cringing guys <laughs> I am cringing right now because I was cringing when you told me this the first time I was yeah. like what do you mean you did off the top of the freaking golf cart you know what I got too cocky because my week before my handstand training was really great and I was just feeling good and <coughs> so I I asked some guys to spot me who god it was not responsible of me to ask guys who don't know how to spot properly to spot me because yes, the normal the human, way. yeah, the normal human reaction if something is coming towards you is to back up out of the way yeah. and not let it hit you instead of slow the person down, down like yeah. we do in circus. Um, everyone I train with in circus, we're that's what they we trained on do, yeah, yeah to to spot so. Definitely my fault. So what exactly happened? So you got on top of the golf cart and you're prepping for your handstand. Yeah, I mean, I did a few. <laughs> so you did, yay. But, so it was like the first time and you're like, oh, fuck, guys, I'm going down. But the thing with handstand 
seconds, you guys are never satisfied. Oh, like, no. if they're two seconds, you want three. If they're 20 seconds, you want 21. Never like, good it, enough. It's never good enough. You need to keep going until you're like, wait, wait, guys, like, I, I got a better one. So, no. I, I was pretty cautious Face on the first bomb. ones. Yeah. Oh, I was pretty cautious on the first ones, and then I knew I needed to give it a little bit more power. But then I gave it too much and went over, so. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, that sounds completely terrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. My bad. Oh, no. I'm I'm still so sorry to hear that because, obviously, injuries suck. Injuries are awful because our job is so physical that puts you out for months, weeks, months. Yeah, and it's so unexpected. Like, no one plans to get injured. I mean, I I guess I've learned a lot from this in trying to plan ahead for in case things happen. Like, we definitely work week to week, and I think it's important to try to, like, think think of those things. But, I mean, sometimes it's beyond your control, control, right? Yeah. I got injured too. Like I've had a couple knee injuries um, oh, yeah. recurring on my right. So actually, that's a penthouse. And oh. the first time, the initial time, which fucked up my knee forever. Basically, this guy broke up with me out of nowhere. Fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> you Fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> Fuck you. And then it was like amateur night, and I was like, I'm just gonna. Get naked for men. Yes. <laughs> so just like not in the right mentality, just like super emotional. Just like my tricks were not controlled. And I did this like drop split, like shoulder mount drop split thing. And for some reason I landed on my knee and I'm like, I'm fine. Like it'll just go away tomorrow. Aww. It didn't go away. And like even now I can't put, I can't do proper floor work. Like it's just this one little tiny spot in my knee. If I put pressure on it, it's a sharp stabbing pain and... Physio hasn't been able to help with it. I tried acupuncture, tried everything, RMT. So that's there forever. And then I got injured again last year. <laughs> and I actually had to drop out of one of my competitions. And I was Aww. devastated because I know that I, this sounds really cocky, but I really feel like I could, <laughs> I had a good chance of really winning that competition. And I learned my lesson. And I was on crutches. And then I got injured again because right before a show, like <laughs> in June. And I was on crutches. And I was like, fuck me. <laughs> but it's, it's just emotional and it, it yeah. sucks everything out of you it's emotional for sure yeah it's you're so sad you're so used to you have a plan this is where I'm gonna work I'm gonna train I'm gonna do this you're and then all of a sudden you have to change your plan and just deal going through dealing with that and figuring out what yeah. you're gonna do when you're very active and like I always see how you're always at pole you're always dancing always all the things always doing all the things and so when you don't have that outlet like dance is so creative circus is so creative and that feeling of when you're progressing like I love that about handstands because a good handstand day to me is the best day like there's nothing better like you feel like the progress and you just you enjoy like each moment that you're you're holding upside down for me like I love it and so to not have the things that you're used to having is, is definitely an adjustment. And yeah. also financially is, is definitely suddenly like if someone said, oh, you can't work for three months just after one day, then, you know, you have to figure out how to how to adjust to that. And, and yeah. so, yeah, it's very, it's very unexpected. But so at the time of this recording, Emily has a boot on. So but I can put weight on it. So she's walking. <laughs> she's walking. <laughs> How has your healing process been? It's 
slow. I, I guess it's been good. I mean, I, yeah. I think it would feel slow for anyone. I've talked to a lot of people who have definitely gone through injuries. I, I never really knew until I hurt my foot how many people have had their time where they can't dance or they can't do circus or how they've... I talked with a girl yesterday, she's a beautiful dancer, and she said she had an injury and then she ended up sitting and doing tap for a while. Oh, um, I don't wow. know what her injury was actually, but I'm assuming it was the upper half of yeah, her body. body. And I was like, wow, like it's, it's really inspiring also to hear other people who really like push through being upset about their injury and just being like, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. work on these other things and but to have a plan. Yeah. Right? And, and at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to get abs. Cause like, yay, <laughs> I, abs. I, can, I can still work <laughs> my abs and, and work my arms. But sometimes you still just feel so discouraged, and then yeah, and then it's tough. Well, like it's just like it's such a big part of you, right? Like dancing. Obviously, you've been in the industry for eight years. Like that's a huge chunk of your life. It definitely yeah. becomes part of you. And I remember um, you mentioned this to me not last time we danced, but the, the time before that maybe. But you're mentioning about like, oh, like you call me by my real name. I'm not going to tell you your real name on <laughs> air, but you're like, you were so like surprised and like refreshing and like, I miss hearing people call me by my name and stuff. And I remember you talking about like a loss of identity and stuff too. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah. Yeah. The name thing is very interesting. When I'm on the road a lot, I'm only called Emily. Everyone I meet calls me Emily and... And that, I guess, is who I am at that at that point. So sometimes, yeah, there, there was a point where it got so long. And you start signing. Like, I'd go to the bank. You start signing a giant E. Yeah. <laughs> instead, instead of the first like, I'm like, wait a second. Or, or just certain things like that where you never hear your real name for a while. Yeah, it gets, gets weird. Yeah. It's interesting. It gets really odd. I mean, I only do this really, really on a very, very part-time, almost like an on-call basis. But like, I guess by working full-time, sometimes the identities can get lost. Do you ever feel like you're not yourself anymore? Oh, definitely. Like, I think sometimes being away from home that long and whenever you meet people, if they meet you as that persona, then yeah, it's like I haven't really been kind of myself, I guess, like yeah. sometimes for a while. I guess Emily is a lot more hair done, nails done, makeup, posh buzz, kind of like that. Whereas in in uh, outside of dancing, I guess I'm <laughs> like the pole. <laughs> I'm like sometimes mistaken for a homeless person because, <laughs> because of my wardrobe <laughs> and because of my lack of <laughs> of effort put into my appearance. Um, just She's very comfortable, <laughs> very leisurely. I like the chill. I like the I like the very chill, the very chill <laughs> vibe. And so I think that's more of who I am. Just kind of I guess more like that sporty. Oh, okay. Like clothes. Interesting. And whatnot. So, yeah, I guess if you only meet people when you're feeling like that one kind of way, then you're only seen like that. You're not... Interesting. That's really interesting. Do you ever think the two identities can mix or cross boundaries or, you know, become one? Uh, 
I definitely think dancing and having that Emily persona has also helped me in a lot of ways in that it was a time where um, I I would put on makeup and dress up and buy dresses and and be fancy and I don't know if I ever would have done that in my <laughs> life. Um, but it, it's so enjoyable. It's nice. It's nice to dress up once in a while and it's yeah, nice to fun. find that part of myself that maybe I wouldn't have. And so, yeah, it, it's kind of great in, in that way to be like, yeah, I do like doing makeup. I do like, doing you know, this. wearing these these um scandalous dresses like scandalous. I love them. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I think it's it's good on that. Uh, on that part um I'd say when I'm on stage I'm a lot more confident than in I guess I don't know how you'd say like regular life life. (laughs) yeah I'd say like I'm a lot more confident and so that's great yeah oh wow that's really interesting because that's almost like kind of similar with Radio Soleil's episode guys episode four I think it was um but she like I've known her for a good like decade and like I knew her as being like really this quiet really Mm. conservative person really shy and um she started burlesque and like her confidence is just exuded and you know like her radio soleil persona is now like interjecting her regular life too and it's making her kind of question things a lot too so that struggle like for her has been really real too because it it really opened her mind I would say to a lot of topics and to a lot of people and communities and industries so things that she would never have ever thought that she would be in so it's really 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 interesting observation I would say like I do love that about it with dancing the people you meet like the best it's crazy yeah how a lot of people who you meet and their perspective like it changes you it changes things maybe you thought that you not judged before but like you didn't know about and then you get different perspectives different perspectives yeah you see them in different lights almost yeah definitely yeah Um, that's really fascinating because um I don't know speaking of my own experience too like I just was really shy to I didn't have any dance experience before and then honestly taking classes in the community just has helped me so much like overcome you know being self-conscious you know having no confidence and like owning myself and like knowing who I am and really solidifying who I am as a person like today and it's been such an interesting journey and I would say like kimchi (laughs) my stage name is definitely me it's the same personality as I am in real life like 100% she's really sassy she's really fiery she's spicy but also really feminine and glam. But then also I have my days where I'm just lazy and I'm rolling on the floor and I don't want to do any pole tricks or whatever. <laughs> Which is half the time, like all my early shows are like on the floor. But um, it's a warm up. <laughs> it's a warm up for like the later shows where there's yeah. more people. But yeah, like it's, it's been a really interesting process and stuff too. Um, I, I wouldn't say I struggled a lot because I've been so open with, I guess, marketing myself and like not giving a fuck. <laughs> like I don't care who knows. It's all on like my Facebook, it's on my Instagram, it's everywhere. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely, like we all definitely make different decisions on what parts of our life we want to share. Yes. And what is private. And I was always very secretive 
of my real name and my best friend would be like, hi, I'm so and so all the time. And yeah, I feel like we all have a different way, I guess, of, of going about that. And there's no, I don't think there's any wrong or right no, to that at all. It's I just think. really interesting, like hearing your perspective, hearing like other people that have been on the podcast, their perspective and their stories and their own struggles with their identity, whether or not it's been on the pole or off the pole. And like what those competing identities look like, because it really it, it tells a story, and that's that's why you're here today. So we have to tell your story. So, <laughs> um, on that note, um, I guess we can kind of move into some Q and A. We have a few questions here. So first question is, how do you handle an audience or an audience member that is over attached to your performances? Do you ever get anyone that's over attached to your performances? How would you mean by over attached? I'm not sure. I'm not not sure because I don't even know this person either so like hmm, whatever you've defined that question is subjective so um maybe I haven't noticed <laughs> over attached or maybe I don't fully understand do you ever get question. attached to your performances get attached to them yeah like what <laughs> I always say like say your spaceship performance and stuff too like if you get like really attached to like a certain routine or something or performance or costume or whatever I feel like all my shows are always a work in progress and they always all will be. I don't, I don't feel like I've ever completely finished a show and been like, that's perfect and exactly how I wanted it and not want to build on it. Um, yeah, so you're constantly building on it, always room for improvement kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely lie awake and think of all these ideas and, and things I want to do. And so I guess I get really attached to concepts and things I want to do and how I want to build on it. Okay, so that makes um, sense. Yeah, that's sure. allowed. Like for me, because everything is always evolving, right? It's yeah. constantly an evolution, right? So for example, and this, this episode will air long after my competitions, but <laughs> I'm actually reusing one of my routines while well, reusing one of the songs and using my old routine as a basis because I didn't have time because I'm rehearsing for Asia um but I was looking back at the video and I was like cringing and that was only six months ago that I performed this routine and then now I'm just like having more moves and I have like you know better, better musicality like this move would fit with that so it's like even though like you're reusing something there's always ways to like make it better oh, and totally. improve it all the time yeah. constantly and ever um, every evolving process right so which is part of the artistic kind of I guess routine or habit another question do you have a boyfriend <laughs> I, think, I think a guy asked this question <laughs> never never, never. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> the answer is no, and we'll keep it at that. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day relationships are are tough. Um, I don't think just just from dancing. I think from being on the road and somewhere different every week is also yeah. taxing. It's also very hard to to build something. And I don't know. Who knows yeah. what can happen one day? But that's hard. I'm <laughs> a pretty happily single person. I think. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. There's nothing wrong with being single, guys. I feel like there's nothing, definitely nothing wrong, especially if you're really secure with yourself. You're busy, obviously. You're on the road all the time. Yeah. Your schedule's really demanding. And as you said, it can be really, really difficult to kind of build something and build a relationship when you're traveling four weeks out of the month or whatever, right? Definitely. Yeah, it can be kind of hard to to accommodate that schedule, right? So, but one day, she's taking applications. (laughs) (laughs) Send them her way on her IG. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 
my love language is food. <laughs> there is a sixth love language, and that is what it is. <laughs> That's also my love language, too, guys. Keep that in mind. <laughs> We're both single. <laughs> um, what inspires you every day? Uh, Do you have any inspirations? So, oh, so many inspirations. I guess I have to say people. Like, the people I interact with, people in my life. There's people that believe in me so much. It just, like, makes me, <laughs> like, emotional. Like, so, I don't know, just inspired to keep going through things. That sometimes I think, like, is it silly that I'm this age trying to go further in circus and dance and performing? No. But, <laughs> yeah, you just have to know. And it's no, like, absolutely it's not. Like, yeah, I, I, it inspires me how many people are out there chasing after things that they want to do and just not not being so concerned with what everyone else thinks which is hard for me I think it's hard for a lot of people and the judgment that comes with 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 things when you might be doing something a little outside of the the box the box or, or things that maybe aren't sometimes as stable and secure as other jobs or other right. careers and I guess that's that's life as an artist yes <laughs> and you're gonna always artist. yeah you're always gonna get different feedback but I'd say that basically like every artist inspires me everyone out going out and doing doing what they love to do and being where they love to be is inspiring to yeah. not just call it quits <laughs> <laughs> keep and, going and keep yeah. going <laughs> Can't wait to see your next yeah. performances too. <laughs> there, and there's so many people that I want to meet in this industry still. Like with Instagram, you can see all these people out there and you follow their stories. Yeah. Things that they've gotten to do. And you're like, I want to meet this person. I want to meet this yeah. person. Like, it's a great way to connect with people. I made so many friends on Instagram. I got my last boyfriend through Instagram. Like, <laughs> but yeah, again, like connecting with the community and also like connecting through a lot of people on this podcast through Instagram too. So it's been great. Yeah, it's really exciting. Super I, inspiring. I definitely like a bucket list grows of people that I need to meet in this industry. Yes. And and it ever keeps growing. And I actually did meet a lot of really inspiring dancers at uh, Miss Noob Canada. It was very exciting for me because almost the whole lineup, I had never seen their shows and I had never met them. And so it was a crazy experience just sitting around the table. I think there was 20 of us competing, 20 or 18. I think it was 20. But sitting around the table just being like, I can't wait to see your show and I can't wait to see your show and I can't wait to see your show but also trying not to just sound like an idiot (laughs) like the whole week and then and then like work on my show as well but yeah it's there's a lot there's a lot of great shows out there to see and people who are really really going hard at it is there anyone in particular you look up to oh so many like do you mean um dancers or anything dancers Um, in this place like whoever the top of my head, I have to mention Corella Kraken. I need to. I need to check out this girl's Instagram. Because you yeah. mentioned her before we started recording, too. Dude, when she started doing certain things on the on the stage, she she does pole tricks with her backbends, like, and she does chest downs, and she does oh things God. on stage that people have no idea how hard it is. I was working on my, my back flexibility and chest downs for a while in circus, and then when you see someone who is that far along in it, you know how, how much work it takes and yeah and I'm sure you see that with pole as well when you watch girls perform and you see certain moves and you're like I know how hard that is like you are mind-blowing you understand you're like how the fuck did you do that then then teach me how please (laughs) and then I'm just out there losing my shit and sometimes audience members if they're not in uh circus or pole they don't really necessarily know which moves are took took more work than others which is which is fine like but I, I feel like 
it's it's nice when someone also does come up to you and they're like, I know, I know that one was so <laughs> was cool. kind of a killer. Yeah, that's so cool. I've so. just followed her as well. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. Um, Another so, question is, how much do you miss the fox? Oh God, <laughs> someone probably wrote that, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so this, yeah, all these people submitted questions. I like it's. I think that was a liquid trace script. Uh, it, yeah. it's it's crazy. I think. I think I always kind of knew something that great wouldn't last forever. I think always, I always knew deep down, like even there's been some of my, before I had ever worked the Fox, there was some clubs that won in NISQ. It closed down and that was hard. And it kind of just makes you realize that you never know. And one day, even just knowing, you know, if you're not going to be dancing one day that you won't be there, whichever would have happened first. But I think every time I went there, I really just tried to just enjoy every moment, take it in like I knew yeah. something that good is, Sad. you got to appreciate it. Um, so yeah, as soon as it closed, like I felt bad. I didn't make any posts about it. I didn't really say anything. I kind of didn't really talk about it. Yeah, and, you love that place. Yeah, it, I feel like I feel like looking back, like when it's years from now, I'll feel like I went there, not as Emily, but just myself. Like I feel like, oh, was I dancing on stage and them saying my real name? Like, and you know, was I just hanging out? Like, I feel like it's, it's completely somewhere that took care of us and taught us all a lot about just feeling good in the industry, just not letting people like tear you down in it. And just, they love everyone's show, you know, it's, it's not a, a thing where they're looking for a certain type and you know you don't feel like you're good enough or anything they they love everyone they're happy everyone that goes on stage they want you there you know yeah. and and it's a great feeling to have a home and to have management that does care about your safety that does care about you as a person that right. cares about all these things and you can just feel comfortable I don't know maybe I'm still kind of waiting for it to fully hit me know, <laughs> it's just so like, sad yeah it, it's so sad um but I think I'm just grateful that I got to work there because I remember I worked with a girl at the bird a long time ago and I had never worked with Fox yet and she yeah. said to me oh my god there's this place and you'll love it they'll love you it's perfect for you and it was before I had ever been there and it's funny looking back on it she was wow. to- totally right that it was it was just meant for me yeah and um it got me through a lot of things I think being able to be where those two identities of of Emily but feel confident about it and <laughs> it's her real name. <laughs> it's hard not to say your real name. I know, like, don't say real name. But that, that kind of, like, intertwine and just, like, feel feel one and feel, like, confident in, in all those elements. So, yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Wow. That's it. Good memories there. Good memories. Good memories. And you know what? I'm so thankful to have photos from it. Yes. Like, I'm so grateful to Liquid Cherry that... Shout out! Yeah, she listens to this. <laughs> yeah, we have those memories now. We we get to keep them and look at them. And I I don't even know if it shut down and I didn't even have a picture from there. You know, it would yeah. be it would be sad. So yeah, it's great that uh, we have those. Nice to have that, right? It, for yeah. sure. When are you performing next? I just I guess you can't really answer that. Well. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping to be working in Campbell River the first week of November. Okay. At JJ's. JJ's. Yeah. Okay. I haven't worked there since it was old JJ's, so I'm very uh, excited. Okay. I'm very excited to be back on stage. I have an appointment next week, so if all goes well, that is the plan. 
Okay. <laughs> Yay. And this episode will probably air after this. So hopefully you will be performing by then. Yeah. <laughs> I think this should be like a mid-November-ish or something episode. So yeah. Sweet. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Um, once you heal, once she heals, will she ever use the stilts that I built for her? <laughs> <laughs> you know who wrote that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, Stanley, I think his name is. Yeah, that's hilarious. Hello, shout out. So I did get some circus gigs um, on stilts uh, a year or two ago, and then I was walking on them, and they cracked. I came tumbling down. Oh, God. And so I I wanted to start using them again, and then I brought them out to Victoria. He uh, worked on fixing them. Thank you very much. Um, I honestly don't know what my fears are going to be after my foot heals, and I feel like being that high at first might be a big step when I might start like floor work and then shoulder mounts and then get back in the hoop I don't know or maybe I'll just be fearless when I get this boot off I don't know it's hard to just be careful please be careful (laughs) yeah and with that um I guess that's the last question so um where can we find you Emily.sound I was gonna say at gmail at Instagram. Uh, Emily.sound on Instagram. Perfect. Yay! And we're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you again for coming in. Thanks so much. And we'll tune in again next week for another episode of Strip by Sia. Uh, Strip by Sia on Instagram and my personal is Sia Steph on Instagram. And yeah, we're going to wrap up here, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you guys again soon. Bye! Bye! Ted D, photography by Ian D.